Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we are back to explore more from the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, feedback from our wonderful listeners and our challenge of the week. Welcome back to Self Care Club, the epilogue show. Welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of EFT tapping so how are you getting on with this week's practice well i haven't done it since okay but i'm still feeling very good about it are you yes okay it is one it's definitely going in my top five of all-time favorite practices that we've done on the show look at your eyes look at your eyes that is a big statement yeah really yeah okay it's going in your toolbox it is Definitely going in my toolbox. Also, Kate mentioned something, I think it was on the main show, about it can help for migraines. So when she's got some time, I'm going to book back in with her and see if I can sort of get to the root. Because it it is so powerful for me and mm. it releases so much. That why would I not give it a shot for that? Brilliant. <laughs> why are you looking so surprised? I just didn't think it would be like right up there for you. It's right up there for me. Okay. Right. If we had to pick our top five practices. Oh, God. Yeah. Of all time. Of ever, all time. That really worked. Yeah. Or that you still use. Hmm. That I still use. The menstrual cup. Yes. Literally, I that's have changed. Have it in right now. That has changed every month for me. That's yeah. changed my monthly totally routine. Totally agree. So I'm going with that. That's a very early one. We've done about 600 since then. I know, but I'm just thinking about what am I still actually using now. Um, I'm trying to use Assuming Good Intent more because I think that was a really, really useful practice. Mm, so I, I still, my, the jury's still out for me on that one. I'm trying, I'm trying on that one as in it still sits with me. I think you have to be very careful with it. Because mm. I think it can turn toxic very mm. quickly. Mm. What else did I have? My ones are um, how to stop apologising, mm-hmm. how to give a heartfelt apology. I thought they were very interesting. Yeah. Um, EFT. EFT. Yeah. Um, I know choir was one of my favourite ones, but yeah. I haven't been back to choir. Yeah. So I, I'm not using it. I have. I've watched them rehearse. You have. Yeah. And I was going to go, actually. They were in a yeah. show on Sunday at the Barnet yeah. Festival. Anyway, I didn't go, but I was really mm. very close to going. Um, it, definitely the mental practices 
The mental practice has been brilliant, but I have to say, like, enjoyability-wise, I've loved all the really woo-woo ones. I like loved the crystal, the crystal healing. Yeah. I loved the Reiki. Yeah. I loved the angel therapy. You did. That was incredible. That's so interesting, actually, that you always go much more that way. And you are such a cynic. I know. It's weird. It is weird. Anyway. Anyway, are you still doing EFT? Will you still do it? How's the driving? I, I had to do it because I shall tell you for why. <laughs> I was going on the... By the way, Clubbers, <laughs> if you can hear some panting, it isn't that Lauren and I are hot. It's... Lauren has Barker, her dog, in the studio. and he He's is... a little hot. Well, he's just can't. There's sort it. of some grumbling going on, some yeah. sort of old dog grumbling. And panting. Yeah. So that's him you can hear. I can't edit it out, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, I was going on the tube with my son off somewhere. Did and you? <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we were no. going and I can't. Did you become the train driver? <laughs> well, funny you should was so say that. powerful. No. We, I took over. <laughs> we got to the tube station and it was shut. It was like weekend works and it was shut. And so I had to divert and go to this whole other tube station on a completely different line and a route that I had never driven before in order to kind of bypass the northern line. And I did try and get an Uber and I couldn't get one and it was going to make us late. And I got really stressed and really anxious and I felt really out of control. And I just... Did a bit of tapping. Where did you tap? Like, what did you do and what did you say? I did the tapping that she showed me, the routine, hands first, then eyebrows, forehead, top of the lip, chin, collarbone, and the back. the back. I did the whole thing a couple of times. And I said what she had told me to say in which the was? session, which is, I feel out of control. I'm worried that I'm going to get lost. It makes me frightened when I feel like I'm going to get lost. I feel anxious, but I'm not an anxious person. That was the one that kept coming up. That we must, Kate and I must have repeated that back to each other. That was the one. I muttered it. I muttered it because I didn't want my son to think I was fucking mad. I was just about to ask her, what did Josh, did he see you doing it? wasn't Josh, it was Max. Oh, right. <laughs> so your 17-year-old. So my 18-year-old, he's like, mum, I've put it on ways, just drive. I, it, it, it's the bit about just kind of saying, this is how I feel and, it's, and I accept myself even though I feel like this. How it feels in your body. You know, that in itself, is this big. is how I feel. Yeah. And I accept myself for feeling this way for you. Yeah. Is so huge. Yeah. And that's why I think the main show made me so uncomfortable just even going back there and talking about it. Because, yeah, I'm not an anxious person, but I accept this is how I feel now in this moment. And I tapped. And then Kate says, you know, the tapping reduces the cortisol in your body. And it's not, I think what I like about it is it's not positive self-talk because I hate all of that it's just acknowledging the feelings and then saying them and that's quite powerful anyway i did it and it was totally fine that's incredible mm. i'm so proud of you thank you and it wasn't actually even that it was a fast road or a big road it was just an unknown route and i don't like those either very yeah. much <laughs> <laughs> oh it's all coming out now but they're the second thing i don't like but i thought it was fine. you were gonna say that you drove the train I drove the tube. Yeah. I am now a Piccadilly line <laughs> tube driver. Night shift only. I've got the hat. <gasps> that one would be cool to drive a train, wouldn't no, it? No, I would not like to be a tube driver. Would you? 
I'd like to drive one train. I wouldn't. I'd have the fear that someone would jump in front of it. You are very dark. I'm very dark. I knew you were very, very dark. You are. Because for someone that's so fun and so funny, you have a weirdly dark soul. That's where I've gone to. Someone's going to jump in front of the train. Right. Yeah. Kate has been kind enough to come back to the self-care club to tell us so much more about EFT. And this is what she had to say. So welcome back to the show, Kate. Thanks so much for our sessions. Um, We just wanted to have a bit of a broader chat, really, about EFT and the benefits and who you feel it it really helps. And I'd also love to know what's the most amazing result you've had since being a practitioner. So here's 25 questions we want all answered. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I wish I had my notes here in front of me. I've got like a pile of notes of of all my questions. clients um I think I've do you know what each session I always see a shift always there's always something that where we start from and we get to the end and the thing with EFT very often is not all the time and I should maybe I'm sort of shooting myself in the foot here but um we use the number scale so that's a great test so we sort of say where have you, where does this start from from a scale of one to ten and very often you know someone's picked that you know, point, they'll, they'll say eight, nine, 10, but we can keep going down those numbers by the end of a client session, sort of like a two, three, you know, one, then we know there's been a shift. Um, but I think what happens is, is so a lot of clients don't think they're going to be able to release something. They think that it's so big and it's so deeply penetrated that they don't think they're ever going to let go of it. And then actually, they they release something and all of a sudden they've got a massive perspective shift and they go wow like I can't believe I've done that like they have done that themselves I've just facilitated it I've helped them I've guided them with the tapping I've kind of asked some questions I've got a bit curious I've dug a little bit for them but inevitably they bring out that wisdom themselves they'll always have the answer they'll always be able to kind of go oh well actually why have I always been thinking that there's no need like that's someone else's story that's someone else's belief that I've been holding on to or that's the old version of me and I'm you know transitioning into it into a new version so it's never like I've done anything it's just you know help them so sometimes the 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 shifts have been very gradual and they kind of you know a couple of sessions later they go you know what I've not thought about that for weeks and I've not even noticed that I've not thought about it or they go I can't believe like it's gone that's just gone so I love it I just love it each session I have with a client is always magical if I've used EFT I love it And, and you'd say everyone benefits in some way or another from it even if, so from a physiological level, it uh, reduces the cortisol in your body. So they've done, you know, if you're really science-based and you don't want to think about any of the, the woo-woo sort of energy side, um, they've done brain scans. Um, there's a website called, I think it's evidence-based EFT. Um, and I've just forgotten the name. I always forget her name, but she's a doctor based in Australia. Um, Dr. Peter Stapleton. She's a real doctor. She's a lecturer at the university. And she's obsessed with EFT and she's obsessed with promoting the evidence behind it. And she's done all these brain scans and um, the and body 
scans and they see the cortisol the stress um, hormone in your body be reduced Mm -hmm. and so if you just want to use it as a calming technique you're prone to anxiety you're prone to sort of having a nervous um you know disposition or you you really need that sort of calming um tool then just use that and use that alone but if you want to kind of get to the deeper rooted stuff like more of the emotional side then it's I also believe that it, it or anyone benefits from it if you're open to it. That's amazing. It is a very powerful technique. And Lauren and I both had very different experiences, but both were transformational, weren't they? Yeah. In their own way. Very, very different. I came up like, with a physical thing that actually wasn't really a physical thing. It had just manifested that way. And you came with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved what you said about the thought process. You just dig a little deeper and that thought process sometimes can be somebody else's thought process or somebody else's belief that you've been carrying around and then you just suddenly think it's your own, but just with a little bit of tapping, you get to, and you do, you do release it. It does just free something. It's amazing. Do you Mm. think that part of, of what you do is intuitive as well as knowing about the EFT? Is that something that comes with experience, the knowing when to dig, when to prod, when to not? And how do you yeah. do that? Yeah, so very much so. I actually think when I'm tapping with a client, we kind of go into like a bit of a, a space together, a bit of an energy space. And it's the only time, I've never actually admitted this, but it's the only time I've ever felt like I can, it's not hear voices, I really don't hear voices it's it's like things drop in things just come to me like intuitive nudges it's like energetic downloads yeah it is and I believe and I've known this from like my mentors that when we're tapping together the energy is there there's an energetic kind of connection between me and the client it doesn't matter I do everything online so you have to be in person but I definitely get these intuitive nudges to say ask this question mention that delve into that like give her this, you know, bit of information and and see what she does with it. Uh, And it really does. It's like it opens up. I think what happens is with your brain, again, sort of like a scientific side, you're not using the the rational side of of our brain. We we kind of put that to the back and the subconscious comes in and we're allowing um, that side of our brain to kind of kick in a little bit more instead of kind of always, you know, with the what ifs and the ego sort of side, it's, definitely allowing us to kind of go to that other part that maybe we we don't access on a normal today day day to day when we're on our phones and we're rushing and we're constantly trying to make sense of things this is a little bit more intuitive it is it's just tapping into that kind of like deeper wisdom within us all that we all have Mm. but we don't allow the space for it to come through and the the tapping because we're accessing these meridian points in our body it's all energy and that's why it's brilliant there's a there is a lot of evidence behind it that we have an energy we when we can work with energy and i'll tell you an amazing thing that my again my mentor works very much with this she does something called surrogate tapping which is really kind of on the scale of woo woo but it works and she basically taps with parents mostly mothers Um, for something that's going on with their children so if there's something going on like their child's being bullied or they can't their child's not talking to them maybe god forbid you know there's like an eating disorder or depression anxiety and they they're doing everything they physically can you know and and the child's still not opening up the child's not kind of 
working with them, they tap with, with the therapist taps with the mum and the mum kind of talks energetically to the child. I know it sounds really weird, but it releases something with the child uh, and there's that energy connection. And she has hundreds of people, you know, testimonials saying, I don't know what you did, but for the first time ever, ever, my daughter talked to me the first wow. time ever we had a conversation for the first time ever. She didn't lock a door that night. And, you know, I get goosebumps when I talk about it because I've done it with clients where there's been something going on with like a husband or, you know, similar or a friend, or there's been like a toxic relationship and they're able to, whether that's their thing, they drop the thing and therefore that kind of pressure's not there or that that has, something's just happened. You know, there's been some form of connection and, and that's why I love it because it's a very empowering tool. It gives you back the power. It, instead of having to always put on someone else for them to change we're doing the internal work we're doing it ourselves so then the energy goes out to those around us as well yeah how much should someone expect to pay for a session of EFT in general because I have absolutely no idea what the ballpark is oh again it's it just depends it depends how experienced they are it depends what other work they're doing um it can range from like I don't know 45 pounds for a session to maybe like 200 pounds a session so it's it really depends it depends on what are the skills you have so what's amazing now is that a lot of psychiatrists I was speaking to a psychiatrist the other day uh with you know he's got a doctor before his name and he's like tell me how I can train an EFT so the psychologists the psychiatrists doctors being trained in it you know GPs um, people are, you know, people who specialize in chronic pain, yeah. people who specialize in, um, you know, it really amazing, like complicated areas, but they are recognizing the power of the energy side. They're recognizing how they've tried all other modalities, and but it's, it's the tapping that really works. Um, I'm part of a, an amazing guild of women who use EFT and they're all from such different modalities. Um, and they all come back and go, it's the most powerful tool we've got. You know, we've been trained for like five years in this. And then I trained for like an 18 months in EFT. And it's been that that's the thing that takes it over the edge. Um, and it's amazing. That's that's why. So it just it really does depend. Um, okay. So, you know, wherever you work, what, what country you're in and, and what specialities you've got. And if people want to find you, Kate, how can they go about that? What's the best way of contacting you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. So it's Kate underscore more Yousef. Um, I've got a podcast. So I work, um, my specialty is working with women with ADHD. Um, and my podcast is the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. Um, and I just found that EFT and ADHD go really, really well together because there's a lot of um, nervous system regulation needed. There's a lot of um, overthinking, anxiety, worry, ruminating. We're very tense very often. Um, we need slowing down. We need calming down. And for me, I went and trained in EFT before I got my ADHD diagnosis. But it, that was kind of, it was like the missing, there was lots of dots. And then this has helped me connect lots of dots because it's made me understand why there was a lot of tension in my body, why I felt like this, my nervous system was always quite fraught. And that's why I was leaning towards finding something that was just calming Um I found EFT about 10 years ago when I went for a session myself and I'd 
gone. I, I went thinking I was just going to get like a kind of counseling session. Um, and I went for a very, I mean, I'm happy to disclose. I went, I had a miscarriage and it was quite late on. And I was, I thought I was fine. I kind of mentally processed the miscarriage, but what I couldn't get past was trying again for another baby. I was convinced that I was going to have another miscarriage. And I just didn't know if I could go through that trauma again. I just couldn't imagine I thought maybe the miscarriage was a sign. I thought it was like, you're done. You'd, you'd be happy with the babies that you've got. And I, there was so much going on in my head. I was very anxious, overthinking it, um, a huge amount of tension. And te- I don't know, it was just all in my body. And the, the counsellor who I went to just went, just bear with me. And, you know, I'm going to do something. And she just tell me what, she said to me, what's the one thing that's playing over and over like a loop in your in your brain? And I said, that I think it was kind of like I'd it was a sign it was a sign that I'd I'd had my lot and I should be happy with my lot and I shouldn't have any more babies and we got to the root of that and she did loads of tapping there was a lot of tears huge amount of tears maybe it was because I hadn't released that at, at all I'd maybe just gone into kind of survival protection mode kind of like get physically get back on track because it was took it's told physically on me I had two little babies I had to look after and it helped me process what happened and it helped me release a lot of the um the pain was a huge amount of pain and I kind of went out of there I was like you know what if I try again it's going to be fine and that was one session um so yeah and then after that I was like that is amazing and then it took me another eight years to go and get trained in it. Um, so for me, I've kind of seen how it's worked on me through quite a big trauma. And then I was like ready to get to, you know, to train in it. And it's really solidified how I want to coach. It's kind of a, it allowed me this holistic practice to work with women who I can really relate to her, who are, you know, quite anxious and overthinking and, and need calming and regulating, you know, a lot lovely yeah it's lovely thank you so much we are delighted to finally have you on the show and to have bring your incredible skill and talent to our listeners aren't we yeah it's been very very interesting <laughs> that's the best you're going to get from yeah, Lauren. Uh, let me well, tell you <laughs> i know you yeah you're cynical aren't you but that's okay i like working with cynics it's fine me, i'm like oh i love it <laughs> what else can you do you know I think I might have to book a session in for you for with my migraines but we'll have that in a private chat um Kate thank <laughs> you thank you for all the work you do thank you for just being the marvelous you and for gifting us two powerful amazing thank sessions oh thank you thank you so much should we get to what we asked on Instagram yes okay so the poll yeah have you ever tried EFT in brackets tapping mm-hmm Want to hazard a guess? Oh, we had loads of responses. Like, I would say 20% of people have tried it. Oh, shush. Is that right? 20%. 20%. I swear I didn't look. Look, look, 20%. I swear I didn't look. That's great. Okay. It's um, not a lot, is it? Not even a No, quarter. but I wasn't expecting it to be high. Were you? No. No. Anyway, a lot of people said that they, and then I asked for any other thoughts yeah. on tapping that they'd like to share. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said they'd never heard of it. Um, Lil J underscore Rose says loads of rubbish. Poppy Hall says, what on earth is it? Bwak21 says, I heard tapping can help with hunger cravings. Interested to hear about this. Not sure. Yeah, we did mention that on the main show. It can help with cravings. Yeah. Okay. Daisy says, I used it during the first lockdown. I read up on it after my daughter had learned it in school. 
Cool. Don't know if she liked it. Funny, Camilla says, I just Googled this yesterday after being recommended it a few months ago. Never got round to it, but here it's good for anxiety and calming down the nerves. Yes, yes. it's very good for that. So I hope you've heard the main show, Camilla. Um, Rachel says she's heard amazing things, but she's sceptical of anything to do with meridian lines and chakras. Oh, why? Ooh. Why are you? Why are you sceptical? Why, Rachel? Why? Tell Maybe us she more. doesn't believe in them. What, meridian lines? I mean, we've had a lot of meridian line chakra shit done to us in the course of this podcast. <laughs> we should Haven't put we? that on a t-shirt. That should be part of our branding. We've had a lot of meridian chakra shit done on us. We have. Loads. Wouldn't that be a good slogan? Yeah. I mean, it might need a little top and tail. loads. Quite a few. What, what, what else have we done? Only the, the Reiki, the crystal healing. That's it. The um, cupping. Is that meridian lines? No. No. Um, the the thing we did with Natalie. the Who's Natalie? The angel reader, the angel lady. She read our cards. She did a tarot reading. Yeah, that was to do with chakras. No, it wasn't. It was. No, it wasn't. M mine was. Well, mine wasn't. Oh. <laughs> I think we should. I think we. This is the beginning of Meridian Line Chakra shit. I don't know if there's anything more to try. Oh come on! You love it. I don't like acupuncture. That's all. That's weird because we were talking about that in the gym this morning about acupuncture, and I said, "Oh, we should try that on the show." I hate it. I love it. Mm, what do you hate it, about it? I find it so. I've deep. had it loads and loads of times the for things I can't fix. In. Anything else? Well, like your shoulder and stuff. Yeah, I had like, oh, anyway, it's boring, but I've had it many times. We had an email in from Nicole. She says, I absolutely love it. I was off work about 14 months ago due to mental health and my manager suggested it to me at first. I was a bit like, what the fuck is this? But as we work in mental health, I thought I'd give it a try. Could just be a coincidence, but I went from not being able to leave the house or speak when out the house to being able to go to the shops within two weeks and was back in work after four, five weeks, and I still do it now. How wow. is that a coincidence? Wow. Isn't that a wow? That also can't be a coincidence, Nicole. That is totally, um, I'm telling you, this shit is the shit. That's like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that is life changing. Totally life changing. Her. That's incredible. And I'm glad you're so much better as well. Can I tell you something else? Yeah. I thought, I actually contacted somebody about becoming an EFT practitioner. I mean, I am stunned by this news. Why? I just am. I just, it's a big thing. Well, it is and it isn't because it would very much complement my coaching. Yes. And very much help my clients. Yes. And I think it's a lovely extra tool to have in your tool bag to be able to get better results for your clients. And you really believe in it, so. I really, really love it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Watch the space. I know, it's like you and the Reiki. It is like me and the Reiki. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I got a bit funny about you doing the Reiki, didn't I? A little bit. Did you get funny? We don't have time for you to be doing Reiki. Ah. Bark, I got barked at. Bark. We don't actually have time for you to be doing Reiki. Well, then we don't have time for you to be doing it. No, but I'm the doing the coaching anyway. So to me, it does not any extra time, is it? The Reiki would have been a whole new career. That's the difference. Let's not quarrel. <laughs> oh, why? The clubbers love it. 
Thanks for being in touch, Clubbers. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices you would like us to try. You can email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. You can find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. You can find us on the TikTok and it's not the, the YouTube. It's not the, it's not the. Are and, you doing that to wind me up? It's and, not the TikTok. It's just TikTok. It's not the YouTube. It's just YouTube. And we have Are a, you saying that to, yes, you're saying it to annoy me because you're smiling. We have a website, a website. On the World Wide Web, <laughs> the interweb, <laughs> you go on to www.theselfcareclub.co.uk. That's our website. It's on the internet. You, you won't have to use dial-up. You can just do it. Yeah, but if your mum's on the phone in the other room, you can still go to the website at the same time. Everyone listening, because yeah. they're much younger than us, they don't, don't know, know what, that what means. you're talking about. So the dial-up used to make a very funny noise. And it used to take about a minute and a half to, to get onto up. the internet. And then if your mum picked up the phone, it would trash the connection. Yes, yeah. yes. And you'd be like, I'm on the internet. So you could only do one thing, <laughs> thing at, at a, time. a time. That's so... And do you remember, imagine it taking two minutes to get onto the internet. It was a big old deal. Yeah, it was. And it used to make a really loud noise. You know, like an MRI noise. Yeah. Josh asked me the other day, but when... When you didn't have the internet and you needed the answer to a question, what did you do? I said, you looked it up in a book. Yeah. Or you asked someone who yeah. knew. So funny, isn't it? Yeah. We had all the encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah. That's what we did. I basically learned everything from those. Right. Well, we're going to take a short break and we're going to be back here for our wellness news flash. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com.
Wellness News Flash. Okay. This week's Wellness News Flash, it's from the Wall Street Journal. Well, funny, because in the break, I asked you about the Wellness News Flash, and I said to you, did you see that very important story that broke this week about antidepressants being called being a someone released a statement saying that antidepressants are a placebo that's been said quite a lot over the years well there was a big story that broke and then and it was a whole thing yeah and i thought that's what our wellness newsflash was going to be this week no it's not quite that heavyweight it's not that that heavyweight and you said no we're not newsnight we're not newsnight i'm I'm not emily maitlis no so is it a bit more um light-hearted is it a little a little bit more okay this is the headline armpit hair is back (laughs) can i just okay before we go into this very important topic of armpit hair i just want to say on that topic of antidepressants um and someone saying that it's a placebo i think it's just an important point that antidepressants obviously help hundreds of thousands of people every day and it's really important to stay on your antidepressants if they help improve your quality of life and i think for anyone that is now struggling with that on the back of this article, then please just go and speak to your doctor and just be responsible for your own mental health and your own well-being because articles like this come out all the time and they can be very toxic for people that are in the throes of it. Well, and extremely dangerous if you just decide to stop taking your medication. Because you think morning. that they don't work. Yeah. yeah. So please don't do that. So just be kind to yourself and do what needs to be done. Yeah. Come on then, back to armpit hair. This is the headline. Whether you like it or not, how armpit hair has re-sprouted from glossy ads to celebrity underarms and even the cover of Vogue. Mm, I have seen this popping up a lot more. It's a thing. It's a th- it's a real thing. Come on then, what have we got? When Julia Roberts appeared at the Notting Hill premiere in 1999 with hairy armpits peeking out from her sparkling red gown, the debate about her body hair trumped any news about the rom-com, which went on to become the highest grossing British film of all time. Now, if Hugh Grant appeared on the red carpet yes. with armpit hair, yes. it wouldn't have made the slightest piece of news. Hugh Grant would never appear on the red carpet in a sleeveless vest. That might make news. It might. That might make news. I'd be shocked to see Hugh Grant's armpits, unless he was fully naked. Would that be a shock? That wouldn't be a terrible well, thing, would it? To see him fully naked. I actually don't think he looks very... I don't reckon he'd look great naked, do you? I mean... I mean, I love I Hugh mean, Grant, but he's, you know... I, I, yeah, I, I see the appeal. In Hugh Grant? Yeah. 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 I mean, he wouldn't be my first port of call. He wouldn't be my first port of call, but he has got that sort of posh boy charm You know who him. I always loved? Who? Vince Vaughn. Not a classically uh, conventional, good-looking guy. I know what guy, you mean. I know what but you mean. But the height, the build, the charm, the charisma. Sort of a weird American-ish version of your own husband, sort of. No, he's not. It's a similar vibe. I get it. I totally get it. He's this big, burly guy who's yeah, got yeah. loads of charisma. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I, my go-to fave of all time, all time. I bet e- he's very classic. Go on. Even though George he is... George Clooney. Yeah, no, not Richard Clooney. Gere. No, Harrison Ford. He is 74 now, but you? I'm telling you, he's I still just, the most handsome man in the world. I just knew it would be someone older. I just love him. It had to be older I because you are a, like a geriatric. Because I'm, I'm 80. <laughs> you're 80. Come on, he's and one he, of the most handsome no, men of all. nothing what? for me. Even in Indiana Jones, he did nothing for you. I was a child, first of all, when oh I watched Indiana God. Jones. He's the most handsome man ever. He's not. He is. He's so... In, I mean, you are going back a long way. Is there no one more current, like Bradley Cooper? Oh, 
Bradley Cooper. <clears throat> no, I prefer Mark Ruffalo. I don't know who that is. Who is that? He, he's a very famous actor. Well, what's he been in? Well, I'm going to tell you who he's most recently played and you'll be like, no. He played the Hulk, right, in the Marvel movies, but he doesn't look like the Hulk. He looks like a normal sort of dark-haired, ruffly-haired, rom-com kind of guy. Mm. You'd like Mark Ruffalo. He sounds yummy. Well, we we found out recently, didn't we? That, that we, we have exactly the same taste. We have very similar taste in men. Yeah, we And do. we've often said, if we were single, we'd, we'd have, have a problem. We'd have a big problem. This is nothing to do with armpit hair. But our husbands don't look alike. No, they don't. At all. You'd like Mark Ruffalo. You definitely would. would. I? I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested in Harrison Ford. <laughs> I'll, I, well, that's fine. Because <laughs> I'll be busy with I'll Vince Ford. <laughs> right, go on. <clears throat> wow. So Hugh Grant is on the red carpet. In well, a, no, he's not. Julia Roberts was on the red carpet. terrible thing it was. Julia Roberts was on the red carpet. Anyway, this was... So the, was he, by the way. But this was all about was her armpit tux, hair. He was in a tuxedo. His armpit hair was covered up. Anyway, the Herald Sun in Melbourne at the time said had a headline, Fussy About Feminism. And the Denver Post said, Fur flies when Julia Roberts greets the crowd. And the Sun said, Pity Woman. That was the headline in yeah, the Sun. Yeah, but this is awful. And this is also in 1999. It was. They even had a furry phone-in to ask re readers sake. to phone in with their thoughts about armpit hair. So shouldn't armpit hair for all genders, embraced by celebrities, espoused by laissez-faire hippies since the 1960s, be a non-issue by now? Of course it should be. And yet, it still has the power to raise eyebrows even as it enters the zeitgeist again. Well, it's a, like a political statement now, I isn't it? I think so. Yeah. So this cover, of uh, this month's cover of Vogue, August's front cover of Vogue. UK Vogue. Yes, features Emma Corrin of The Crown. She played Love Princess her. Diana. Yep. And it is the first to feature Firstly, a non-binary person and the first to show armpit hair. The actor who uses they, them pronouns joins a growing number of female and non-binary people that flaunt their armpit hair. A Hollywood sampling, Miley Cyrus, Jemima Kirk, Lord as Leon, daughter of early adopter of armpit hair, Madonna. She doesn't got any now. She did in the 80s. It um, was cool when she did it. Sort of. It was also, she had that, she was a bit like dirty looking in those like a virgin days. Know what I mean? Net tied in her hair, hairy armpits, fishnets. Well, she did all right out of it. She did just fine, yeah, in the end. Armpit in the end? <laughs> in the end. <laughs> she did all right 40, throughout. 40 years later, still going. She looks very strange now, Madonna. Very strange. You know what? She can because she's Madonna. And I will not have you say a bad word against Madonna. Not one love, bad word. I love Madonna, but I, I kind of would like her to have aged a little more than she has. I wouldn't have. Gracefully. No. She... Madonna, of all people, yeah. did not need to age gracefully. She's nearly my mum's age. She was not the person <laughs> who was supposed to age gracefully. I don't want my mum in like a thong. Now. Your mum is not Madonna. I'm really sorry. sorry. What do you sorry, mean my mum is not Madonna? You're lovely. You're a lovely <laughs> lady. But she is not in the same league as Madonna. <laughs> She's not iconic. She did have... Well, you say she's not iconic. <laughs> but in the 80s, she did have a bubblegum pink... Um, strapless poof Did she dress. go out with Warren Beatty? No. She had a stonewashed, studded denim dress. That was fucking cool. She dressed like Madonna. Did she she wasn't her, Madonna. Did she grow her armpit hair? Absolutely not. Right, so why are we talking about her? Don't know. Anyway, armpit hair is increasingly <laughs> trickling down to the masses. 
Growing up in rural conservative North Carolina, Jada Mackenzie Travis didn't even know that refusing to shave was an option. The florist and singer 24 had never seen a woman with armpit hair. A trip to New York exposed her to different gender expressions and inspired her to grow her armpit hair out and now she sees it as a way to live more authentically. In modern history, women have always had smooth armpits in the public eye, so it's very hard to undo that, says Rachel Gibson, a hair historian in London. Miss Gibson says that people of all genders have been removing body hair since prehistoric times with devices as crude as tweezers made of shells in the Roman days. I'm wondering how a hair historian makes money. Well, I would imagine that she is sort of brought in to maybe curate exhibitions at the V&A where there's wigs or maybe TV shows like Downton. Oh, what was the hair? Or she could be like a consultant in the theatre for a period drama. Precisely that. So she's a consultant. So she's really a hair historian consultant. We've decided that's what she does. This is your job title now. (laughs) Okay, Rachel Gibson, Nicole's decided you're not a hair historian, you're a consultant. I'm just wondering if that's like an avenue I could go down. Well, I think her job is hair historian, but she is brought in to consult. You reckon that's why? That's her official title. If she ever listens to this, please get in touch with us. Oh, Rachel Gibson, please let us know. Anyway, she says that uh, body hair's unsavoury reputation can be seen throughout history of art. It's been removed from paintings and statues of nudes for centuries. And similarly, Emma Corrin's armpit hair on the cover of Vogue does appear to be blurred, implying that the nitty gritty of armpit hair is still indecent. (gasps) Vogue had no comment on the image. Mm, Vogue, do better. You should have commented on that and you should have had something really cool to say about it. They put it it on the fucking front cover. That's quite a lot to say. So have a statement about it. Well, I think it's always cooler not to have a statement. Just here's the front cover of Vogue with a non-binary person and you, with yeah, armpit no, hair. No, you're right. And then and make your own conclusions. Yeah. I don't need to tell you how to think. Think for yourself. Yeah. Aside from a spike <laughs> during the second wave feminism of the 60s and 70s, the clean-shaven look has held fast until now. Retail analysis firm Mintel stated in 2021 that the hair removal market was already on a sluggish trajectory before COVID. Sluggish trajectory, I can't say that word. Which can partially be attributed to consumers' relaxed approach to shaving and hair removal routines. For some, armpit hair is a statement. For others, it's just more comfortable, more efficient, less irritating to the skin, or in keeping with their cultural or religious beliefs. Hair removal companies are following the zeitgeist framing armpit shaving as a choice mm. rather than a necessity well, that's talking about having to rebrand your whole company yeah. oh my god it's tricky when you're a razor company and you don't yes. want to talk about shaving being a must yes that is hard Billy, a hair hair removal startup launched in 2017, says it's the first brand to show body hair in the 100 years of shaving advertising. Its merry, millennial-friendly advertising shows a range of diverse body types and different amounts of body hair. Gillette Venus has also recently shown models with unshaven armpits. According to many who are taking a stance on body hair, it's as much about hair positivity as it is about autonomy over their bodies. Hair positivity. Love it. (laughs) Body hair is another opportunity for women to exercise their ability to choose. Taking control over your body hair could have larger ramifications for your life in allowing people to be what they want to be. I love it. This is an American article. Yeah. And they're encouraging women to take ownership over their own bodies and grow their hair. But don't take ownership over your own bodies if there's a baby. That you don't want or can't have or can't afford to have or might not be viable. Or it might impact your health in a negative way. Yeah. Keep that That's in. That's okay. Keep that in. But you know what? Choose We're still very progressive as a country. Grow your armpit hair. What the fuck is that? Do you grow your armpit hair? No, because I'm lasered. Me too. If I wasn't, 
I still wouldn't. Imagine in like 10 years time, if everyone has armpit hair, you and I are going to be so untrendy because we're going to have to get like armpit merkins. <laughs> we're going to have to have stick on armpit hair because we are no longer able to grow our own because we have lasered that off. The thing is, I... They'll sell we, them in Claire's accessories, won't they? We're armpit a generation Americans. too late for this. We are, we are so we are. deeply conditioned in armpit hair on women being unacceptable. For sure. So I love that this narrative is changing. Mm. And I love that my kids will have the choice. But the thing is, I do teach my two young teenage girls to shave their armpits. But did you teach them or are they just modelling their armpits on their mother's armpits? Which Either, is smooth. It's the same thing. Mm. And I do tell them if their armpits need shaving. But actually, I might change that conversation and ask them how they feel about it. Yeah. Because I want them to have the choice. And also, like, dye that shit. Go bright blue. Go bright pink. Have a party under there. Get creative. <laughs> Let's just show some artist, artistic creation here. Plat it. Bead it. Like Monica and Friends when she did yeah, her with beaded her hair. hair in the Caribbean. Do that under your arms. Then they're going to clink when you walk down clink. the street. Might scratch. No, that sounds horrible. Might get indentations under your armpits. No, I'm not into that. Wouldn't be good in the gym. I think it would be a little but bit smelly in the gym. I'm just saying mm. you could mm -hmm. have a party under there and get really creative ideas. A pit party. You could do a fishtail plait. You could do all the different braids. Have you got time to be plaiting your daughter's armpit hair <laughs> on top of every everything else that you do? <laughs> Mom, can you do the left one in a fishtail plait? And can you do the right one? <laughs> no, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so something that would happen to me. You're right. Just Maybe. fucking shave it off. Be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Self-care. Yep. That's what we're here for. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're pushing. I'm going to tell you a story. Tell me a story. It's called a self-care fail. Hashtag self-care fail. We used to do that segment. Well, I'm doing it on myself. Okay. I managed to fail in one of our own shows. I managed to fail to take a compliment. The same compliment three times, one morning, three separate people. Oh, stop it. it Three the, separate people. It is the truth. I had a shower. I washed my hair. I dried it. I put on a red sundress from Zara. Nothing special. Wasn't expensive. Stop it. I'm just, no, but you're I'm already... just describing. No, you're not. I'm just saying I wasn't you're not. like... You're already... You're all... Right, just carry on the story. I wasn't pitched up for a party or like I hadn't spent hours... You mean hours. no one had a right to compliment you? I hadn't spent hours getting ready. It wasn't a special event. It was just a normal Tuesday morning. So my friend drops off her son for a play date. I open the door. Oh my God, is that what you look like normally in the mornings? You look wonderful. I was like, oh, I'm just clean. I've just had a shower for God's sake. I've just washed my hair. That's all it is. Bye. How mean, how mean to say that to the other girl. Carry on. That's the second one. Then my other friend came over to walk the dog with me. Wow, you look you look so pretty today. You look amazing. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. I'm just wearing lipstick. That's all it is. It's just the lipstick. Leave it alone. So we walk the dogs, we do this whole long walk, we end up at this cafe. There are two ladies in their 60s having coffee. One of them, a stranger, says to me, you look wonderful. How did nice. you Did you walk here looking like that? Yes, I said. She said, where's that dress from? I was like, oh, it's just Zara. It's like nothing special. It's like nothing special. And she went, and the lipstick and the whole thing. And I went, oh my God, I just, honestly, I just had a shower. And my friend said, I told her she looked lovely this morning. And this woman said, excuse me. Take the compliment. Yeah, even a bloody stranger's now telling you. And I felt shame 
<laughs> I felt shame. And I thought, I've done a fucking week on this practice. I host a podcast where we have done how to gracefully accept a compliment. And I have just thrown it, yeah. chucked it back at three, three people's people faces this morning. So I said, you know what? I will take the compliment. Thank you put very it in much. my pocket. Thank you very much. You don't need to feel shame. What you then need to do is step into compassion and self-love and just be kind to yourself. Because that's also part I of mean, what we do. Seriously, I can't even learn from my own podcast. Well, what the fuck? Interestingly, yes. Um, I had a compliment experience. I went up to one of the girls in the gym and I mentioned her on the compliment show. Oh yeah. So we're going back a while now. Yeah. Um, and I said to her because she's lost weight, she's really tired, she's been away, she's just glowing, she looks fantastic. And I said to Abby, "You look amazing." And she first of all went to say. No, you do. Mm. And then she said, actually, no, thank you. I'm going to take it because I listened to your show. Fucking hell. Isn't that great? I mean, I'm so happy that other people are learning from our show because clearly I am not. Well, you have. Well, I have now. Only after being told off by a stranger in a cafe. Mm, have you learnt? Because that's interesting because when you walked into my house this morning <sighs> and I said, oh, your hair looks nice. And you went, you take it. I thought you were taking the piss because I, <laughs> I had stepped out the shower and apart from my fringe, I had not had the time to be able to blow dry the it. The shower seems to be very prevalent in you well, it just seems to be like when I very occasionally... If I had a shower, I will not accept a compliment. No, because I think it's like when I shower, people clearly notice that I look very clean. you don't like to shower, do you? I don't like to do it every single day. Although in the summer, I, I do. Good take one for the team. So you didn't learn, by the way, because no. you didn't accept my compliment. I didn't learn. Look, Bark has come to give me some sympathy now because <laughs> he feels like I'm 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 depressed. It's all I, right, Barker. Anyway, <laughs> clubbers, we've got lots to talk about now. Yeah, we're not going to be here next week, but we are going to be here. Yeah, because we're not going to leave you in the lurch. But what what is happening is we are actually going on our summer. We're breaking for the summer. You know what they call that? Summer break. No self care. Oh, yes. Because that little thing that we're, we're pushing all the time. We are also allowed rest, recuperation, relaxation in order to come back in the autumn bigger and better than ever. But we are not leaving you in the lurch. We have picked some shows from our back catalogue, some shows that we felt could be relevant now and so just some we, that we really enjoyed. Yeah. So we've got Body Positivity. We've got Perineal sun, Sunning, which was the butthole sunning, which yep. was just a stupid, funny show. Intuitive Eating. Perfect we, We've summer. got Salt Caves, which mm. is also another silly show, and Compliments. So that's going to see you through for the month of August, plus our clinic. So we are still in your ears five days a week, even if we are not sat here talking to you live. We'll still be thinking of you. We'll still be thinking of you. Um, and then we're going to come back in September, and we're going to be fresh as a daisy, and we've got some amazing yeah. content coming up we're going to have a few tweaks to the show yeah. aren't we yeah. and we're going to come back renewed refreshed and ready to go for yeah. lots more self-care so have a lovely summer clubbers. have a lovely summer look after yourselves have a bit of rest put enjoy on some the sun cream enjoy the sunshine yeah and just take care invest in your self-care and you can always be in touch with us hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk we will still be answering emails or you can dm us at instagram we'll still be picking up on all of that yeah and we will be we'll be back next week but we'll be really back in september see you then bye bye <laughs>